3: everywhere. Mail, 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 mail. It's another edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And it's my favorite podcast of the week. So without further ado, let's get to the mailbag. And we have to have the proper open here. And that, of course, means one thing and one thing only. Ben's Mailbag. Thanks to the great Ohio Al who sent that in uh, long ago. We played every week on this show. We love the the song. And so thank you to our buddy, Ohio Al. And if you want to send a song in for the radio show or for the podcast, you can contact me many, many different ways. The mailbag, though, if it's just for the mailbag, you can answer the call on Facebook Monday or Tuesday, Ben Maller Show Facebook page and then the email real fifth hour at gmail.com. Good news is we've got more and more people who have been emailing questions in. So that takes a little pressure off the Facebook army, Danny, uh, which is which is always nice. Uh, So uh, let's get into it. And again, these are actual questions sent in by actual fans of the show. God love you. Thank You've you. You've got mail. All right. First up is Neil in Jasper, Indiana, formerly known as Can't Close the Deal, Neil, one of the great callers on the show. And uh famous, famous phone call. It was that woman in Kentucky, right? Wasn't it? There was a listener in Kentucky. Yes. I forget her name. Was it like Jennifer
4: in Kentucky? was, it was that- Jennifer in Kentucky. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Jennifer in Kentucky. Very nice woman. And, uh, she went on a date, Neil and her went on a date and, uh, the sparks did not fly apparently. Uh, so the guys uh, gave him the nickname can't close the deal. Neil, uh, he says, although I did really close the deal. He, now he's claiming Neil's claiming after the fact that he closed the deal, Danny G, what do you think? You think he's just being
4: revisionist polite? history.
3: You think that's some of that Hoosier state politeness there (laughs) that he's uh, that he had. But now after the statute of limitations has run out, he's like,
4: yeah, I did it. I did it. I like Neil. I'm not sure about that statement, though. Yeah, a little skeptical of that, Neil. Anyway, can't close the deal.
3: Neil says, can you give me some must things to do or must do things? If I visit Southern California, I've always had been a dream of mine. He says, always been a dream of mine to visit California. I'm sure you have plenty of advice for me. I'm thinking about doing it within the next year. Uh yeah well it depends on what kind of experience you want in California Neil there's a lot to do uh you spend a lot of time in traffic you got to plan out when to drive when not to drive that would be the most important thing it's pretty tough to do uber if yeah. you want to get a good good grasp of of California or southern california because it's so spread out uh that's one of the problems but you can do the hollywood the studio tours are pretty cool if you you're into the movies that's pretty neat you can see a live taping that's free uh, if you've never done that before, they tape sitcoms. And I think that stuff's back open now after the COVID, right? Danny, I think it yes. is. Um, so if you're into Hollywood stuff, that would be great. Uh, Universal Studios, Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, there's a lot of amusement parks around here. The beaches, but it's like there's all these different beach experiences because you got Malibu, Malibu, as my phone starts talking to me, but you've got Malibu, uh, I always, my favorite place to take people from out of town is Venice Beach. I love yeah. going to People Watch at Venice
4: Beach. It's a freak show. Smoke weed every day. That's a good one. Santa Barbara, you and I have talked about the Central Coast many times on the podcast. Yeah, from I, Santa Barbara to Pismo Beach to Paso. If your girl likes to wine taste, there's tons of good wineries uh, where you can get your girl nice and liquored up. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that area around the Hearst Castle is yeah. amazing. San Simeon. It's hard to imagine. You go to the Hearst Castle, and all that land, as far as you can see, was owned by a, a newspaper magnate. And it's just, and he, and he died. His family donated the land to the state of California. Otherwise, there would be massive cities. There'd probably be big cities now with professional sports teams. And it is an amazing geographical location, uh, Central California. I love it.
4: I am a big really fan, just like you. And yeah, and then Yosemite people don't realize that beautiful national park that we have here when you are in Yosemite it doesn't exactly feel like California
3: no 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 absolutely and and I love sequoia the sequoia trees are are amazing the giant forest it's kind of near Fresno a little bit it's in between Fresno and Bakersfield it's off the map a bit but it's it's pretty cool Uh, So you know what you want. It depends what you want. You can't do you can't do everything, so you got to pick and choose. Uh, There's also I love uh, the beach in Corona del Mar. Uh, That's a beautiful Newport Beach. That's awesome.
4: And don't forget, yeah, don't forget beautiful Northern California, like Point Reyes. Uh, Uh, You can go to San Francisco and shit on the street.
3: (laughs) Well, you can do that in L.A. Also, yeah, you can do that in L.A. Uh, Skid Row. And Neil said he's going to visit Southern California. Skid Row, Neil. Do they still have the Ghostbusters firehouse? It's in Skid Row in LA, They're not in New York. The outside firehouse is actually in
4: Los Angeles where they filmed yeah. the original Ghostbusters back in the day. Or you could pull a coop, you could go to Chico, you can go to Humboldt County.
3: I would like to work with Seth Rogen. I think that'd be really fun. I wonder why. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. You could, uh, I mean, the possibilities are endless, are endless. Uh, So good luck. Let us know, Neil, what you end up doing and good luck, safe travels. You'll have a fun time. It's pretty expensive, but you know, if you've never been, it's a That's why so many people want to live in this area and deal with the crazy taxes and the traffic and the Mm -hmm. earthquakes
4: and the fires. And we didn't even mention San Diego. This state is huge. Literally, could spend two weeks on vacation here and not even scratch the surface.
3: It's like a kind on the East Coast. If you combine Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and parts of Virginia, that would be California. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Barry in Nashville is next. He says, Yo, yo, Ma Benny. Danny G has talked about his tattoos. Do you have any tattoos? Uh, If so, what and where? Uh, No tattoos by me, he says. Also, does Danny G regret any of his 99 tattoos? Danny, (laughs) any regrets on the tattoos? Uh, You you have anything that you wish you didn't get? No?
4: No. I think that I mentioned that I spent a lot of last year doing some cover-ups, and it wasn't because of regret. It was because of old ink. You know, when you have a tattoo that's 15 years old, the ink is not what it should be. And the art isn't up to modern standards of a tattoo. Like you look at tattoos nowadays compared to tattoos, even 20, just 20 years ago, huge difference. You could even see that in an NBA game. There might be a veteran off the bench and his tattoos just look kind of beat up. And then you see a young kid just out of college and he's got some badass tattoos on him that is the difference back in the day the art in the tattoo machines the ink there was a lot of advancement in technology for tattooing so it's come a long way in just 20 years you go to a good tattoo artist now and you could get a masterpiece on your arm back in the day not so much so I spent a good year doing cover-ups So now I look like I'm an NBA player straight out of college right now.
3: You look like Birdman.
4: There's one of those birds go. (laughs) No, you've (laughs) got a lot of colored tattoos. I have uh, black and gray. Yeah. I spent one
3: night, the Birdman, Chris Anderson, was playing for the Denver Nuggets, and they were playing the Clippers, and I was out there, and I was riveted. He was shooting jumpers before the game, and he had his whole neck – like up until the back of his, his
1: hair oh,
4: yeah. was covered yeah. in, in tattoos. It was unbelievable. The- well, a lot of the rappers nowadays have all the face tattoos and everything. See, there's areas I would never tat. I would never go on my neck. I would never do anywhere near the face. I don't even have full sleeves because I can cover my tattoos up with a a longer short sleeve shirt. And I want to keep it that way because if my mom saw my tattoos, she would faint. Wait, she doesn't know the, uh, really? No, because when I visit my mom, they're covered up. So. Wow.
3: Yeah. You've been able to keep this from your mom? Yeah, don't tell her. All right. Big fan of the podcast, your mom, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, she,
4: uh, she'll listen into to FSR Live sometimes. Okay. The live show, but no, she's not a podcast listener.
3: I got gotcha. you. Oh, interesting. That's crazy. How old were you when
4: you got your first tattoo? Seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I got my first tattoo when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, when I was 23. Oh, 23.
3: All right. That's still a long time. Not not to date you, uh, Danny, but that's a long run to not be around your mom and to not...
4: uh, Yeah, well, you know, she lives in Northern California. I'm lucky to see her twice a year. With COVID, I saw her zero times a year. You know, it's a little easier to hide something from a parent when you're not around them very often.
3: That is a fair point. And so your mom has not seen your arms since you were 23. That's wild.
4: The Raider tattoo I got when I was 23 was up on my shoulder. Oh, okay. Obviously, I'm not going to be rocking a tank top around my mom. I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, Moving on here.
2: I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Ravi in
3: Madison, also known as Yafimi, on Twitter says, Hey, Ben, if you guys have some extra budget, it would be cool to make animated shorts with audio clips from the show. Funniest moments in animated form. Uh, also, what is your current favorite drop? I got to go with the fart drop. For me, <laughs> there are two variations, I believe. Finally, a shout out to my friend Glenn for putting me on to the show. That's from Ravi. Well, Ravi, that's that's funny. I, I always get a kick out of... We both like Danny G, I think, the uh, racist drop when you play it for everything.
1: Racist.
3: Uh, yeah. I always get a kick out of that. The most... Yeah. The, the most non-racist things in the world. And you put the racist drop on there. I always think
4: that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. You read the letter last week about uh, a black hole and yeah. there was racist drop after that. Anything where you say white or black, I play that. There's certain drops that just, if you fit them in at the right time, they really hit. And I know what he's talking about with that fart joke, Ben, because there's been times on the podcast where all I need to do to end our thought about the topic is just play the fart. <laughs> well and it, it turns the page.
3: Yeah, and as far as my favorite, it really changes by the day, Ravi. It depends what kind of mood I'm in. I, I always laugh at the funky chicken. Uh, the, the, our our said in Cleveland uh, did this little chicken song thing, which is hilarious. Hey, Mona is another one of my favorites because it's you know, Madison, Wisconsin, Kathleen in Madison, who was so excited to sing a song for us and has been immortalized on the show because of that, that line. Hey Mona, the way she said it uh, also Dick and Dayton. There's a little yeah. clip of Dick and Dayton who's in two bands in Dayton, Ohio, and he sung on the show a, a little bit of a song. And he it was the most uninterested. Like, he could not have put less effort in to the song. If I always laugh at that, I think that's, that's hilarious. And uh, there's also a lot of hollering James stuff from him snoring.
4: Yeah. And uh, I have a good one of him saying, bring back the white women. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good one. Bring back the white women.
3: Uh, there's, so, there's so many. Blind Scott talking about his plunger. Uh, yeah. And uh, there, there's, there's a ton. So it really depends on my mood. Some, some weeks, uh, there's different things
4: I like. It's like when somebody asks you, what's your favorite Michael Bolton song? <laughs> yeah well we think drops you think yeah exactly. yeah exactly yeah uh, so it, it just i'm a fan you know, of the entire catalog
3: yeah so thank you ravi i'm glad that you like the fart drop which is just about as generic a drop as you can get but but so be it uh, i also like the out of context ones like the rob manford uh dave roberts i really liked him in that spot yeah uh the kershaw we don't play those enough the Kershaw one. We goofed on Walker Buehler because he pitched a complete game this week for the Dodgers in like 108 pitches, I think it was. And we we were like, how selfish that is of of Walker Buehler to want to pitch a complete game. And I was more
2: concerned about him giving me a double fish. That kind of stuff's pretty funny.
1: elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015 Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com slash iheart that's leesa.com slash iheart
3: all right uh, next up on the mailbag you've got mail yes all right carlos in houston bang bang uh, texas says long time no talk ben i'm always listening even when i don't send in questions thank you for explaining the mendoza line i thought it was named after the broadcaster jessica mendoza uh, okay. <laughs> my question for you this week is will real talk ever come back to the show I need some ban and the people, the game show. Uh, well, let, let me stop right there. So I, I have I, I've lifted the ban on real talk. Boom, 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 boom! Back
1: up, back up, get jack up, jack
3: up. Uh, as many know, uh, I came back after my father passed away, it was very emotional. I had, uh, my dad, I did not think was going to check out when he checked out. Unfortunately, uh, you never know when you're going to check out. Uh, he had not been sick up until a couple of days before he passed away. So it was very shocking. Uh, and I had a tough time dealing with that. Uh, so when I came back, uh, real talk kind of goofed on me a little bit and we thought that was inappropriate. So we, we didn't ban him from the show. We just put him on timeout for like six months and then said he could come back, but he he has not come back to the show. And so it's been been a, been a year and a few months since my father passed away. So, uh, yeah, I don't know that it will ever come back at this particular point. I'm not sure I, He was if he was telling the truth. He was getting married, so maybe he's married now. He's got kids. I don't know what's going on with him. And uh, Carlos also says, I'm surprised you didn't do a malor monologue on the comments made by Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt about the Dwayne Haskins passing. Yeah, I debated doing that. I try to stay away from the death stuff as much as I can. Just it's so sad. And I hate talking about that kind of stuff. And I, I, I well, will say enough of
4: that during lame jokes. On-
3: <laughs> pretty much. But but Gil Brandt, that definitely crossed the line. Gil, I didn't think the Adam. Am I wrong, Dan? I didn't think what Adam Schefter did was like egregious. I think it was just people in the, in the moment getting upset by anything. Yeah. It was not praising of Dwayne Hassings, but what Gil Brandt did, you just can't do.
4: But Schefter was just stating a fact he thought about the guy's career. Brandt obviously sounded like an old codger shaking his fist at the clouds. When I read Schefter's thing, I was like, okay, whatever. Like maybe he didn't really think it through all the way, but it wasn't horrible.
3: Yeah. I, I had the same vibe and, I like Adam. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of it. But uh, yeah, Gilbrant, definitely.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when our grandparents say things that are racist or insensitive. Uh, It's sad that I say we're used to it, but you kind of are because that's the way they talked back in the day. And a lot of them are stubborn and don't want to change the way they talk.
3: But I also think at some point we're all going to be like that. Even now we live in politically correct times, Danny. But I think even we we get to a certain age. I believe the human body, one of the things when you start to get a little older, the uh, what's the filter? Filter. You lose the filter. (laughs) You become more raw. You don't want to put up with the bullshit of life and you just want to just let it rip. And so I, I just think people, when they get older, they're like, I don't need to put up. I don't need to impress you. I'm going to turn into
4: a full-time New Yorker. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
3: All right. Uh, next up on uh, the mailbag. Mail, Tammy in Montana writes since says, Ben and Danny G, you are correct, Ben. I am a nice person, but when someone attacks me or people I care about, then that changes. Things. When hideous Helen stalked Gascon's family and verbally attacked him, Coop, eddie etc on top of her bragging that crossed the tolerance line for me tammy says hideous helen uh, this is the war that's been going on here Uh, she says hideous helen always makes negative comments about sexual pleasure and arousal she obviously isn't capable of arousing a man probably why she was fired as a fluffer wow Uh, there's another meaning for the Mendoza line that Helen definitely fits. It's where a woman's stomach protrudes further than her breast. Wow. (laughs) That's ever heard that uh, Danny. I don't know about that one. Uh, sorry, Danny, there will be no, uh, kumbaya songs with Helen. A question though, Tammy has for Danny 57 tattoos and counting. Would you get a tattoo honoring Ben? Wow, wow, uh, wow. maybe, a maybe. A, oh, she says maybe a Clipper banner for their final four appearance.
4: What is still wrong with the Clippers uh, she's <laughs> in still in a play-in tournament? Well, you know, I do have a Kobe tattoo. The Raider tattoo now, Ben, is just updated. It's just a. I have a sword that has a R in the sword and a Dodger logo. The D in cursive is the handle to the sword. Oh, nice. It's my tip of the cap to both the Dodgers and the Raiders. As far as a radio tattoo, I learned my lesson on that because when I was a youngster, I got a girl's name tattooed on me Uh-oh. because of a Super Bowl bet that I did live on the air. And it caused trouble throughout my adult life <laughs> because whenever I would date somebody new, they'd be like, who's this Trina bitch. And so wow. I would have to tell the whole story and that, the girl would just not be impressed and be like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, sure." So, yeah. yeah, that would be a little
3: awkward if you're a woman and you're making uh, making with the dude, and she's and he's got some uh, some other woman's name on the tattoo. There, that'd be a little tough, I would think. Well, how about the chicks who got guys' names on their back? Well, it's, yeah, it works the same way. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, yeah, on the back too. Which is when you yeah. get a tattoo on your back, you are really. I believe you're doing it uh, for the main reason is, uh, is certain uh, activities, Danny, to, so people can enjoy the
4: view. Yeah. Am I wrong in that? The girl's I, like, why are you slapping me right there? <laughs> trying to show you where you need an updated uh, tattoo. Uh, there was a guy
3: when I was around the Dodgers, a guy the Dodgers traded for from the Minnesota Twins. And I'd say the name. There were a couple of pitchers. It's one of two guys. And he had – he was a journeyman relief pitcher. And he had, he had a tattoo from every team he had played on. <laughs> and it was kind of cool because it looked – he had color tattoos of the Twins logo, the Dodgers logo. I think he had the Red Sox on there. It was really neat. And he had all the different teams. And it looked it reminded me of the – I used to get every year because I'm old before the internet, the red and green books would come out every year. They, the National League was, I think – I think was the green book and the American league was the red book and it had all the logos on the back. And I, for some reason, I just thought of that. He looked like a NASCAR. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. All right. What is next to you? You've got mail. Yes, we do. And Helen and Stu write in, how about that from Palmetto Bay, Florida it says Ben and Danny G. We always enjoy your witty fifth hour commentary and book I love the word. Chutzpah. It's a great word. Hoots Benjamin no time for a long letter today you need to grab your flat cap and catch a flight Uh, we go right to the spicy question from Stu and his golf buddies okay so this is Helen asking a question for Stu the power couple from Palmetto Bay floor and uh, Helen says Ben what will you and your wife's romantic strategy be while staying at your brother's house in ultra-conservative Appleton, Wisconsin. Middle of the night, loud and proud relations and deal with the consequences at breakfast or quiet on the down low.
4: Just ram it.
3: Well, we actually have an update, Helen. That's quite the way to describe it. Uh, and you know how I am, Helen, from listening to this podcast. Uh, never loud and never proud when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, only when it comes to me making a prediction on the radio show, am I loud and proud? But uh, when it's making whoopee, it's, uh, was it? Slow and steady wins the race, quiet, uh, you're in a library. Uh, I don't know. And I actually am not, not going to be staying with my brother. I have an update. Now, I had assumed the – you know what happens when you assume, Danny? I had assumed the position that I was going to be staying at my brother's place in Appleton. I called my brother up this week to double confirm. He And my other brother from New York who's meeting us, it's a big Mallard get-together there in Appleton. I have not seen either one of my brothers in a long time, so we're all getting together to, to, to have a reunion. And my, uh, my older brother says uh, – well, he didn't tell me. I my mean, younger brother told me my older brother had already booked up the, the guest room at the house so that meant we had to scramble to find other other uh, places to stay but the good news is in appleton it's not a vacation destination it's not disney world it's not manhattan not a lot of people going to appleton wisconsin on vacation so i'm in i'm in pretty good pretty good shape there
4: you got bro blocked i did i was i was shocked
3: I was like, wait a minute, let's get an air mattress. I'll sleep on the floor. What's the big deal? But no, I got to stay somewhere else. Uh, All right, uh, next up here. What do we have? All
2: right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail
3: call. Pierre from Springfield says, Ben, your tales of frugality are legendary. Would you and Danny G care to share some of your life hacks or fast food hacks with some of us in the back of the class? He says, also, any chance of getting Rob Parker? Uh, Back on to talk some early season baseball, Trevor Bauer, and some uh, more of his bargain basement hacks. I love Rob. Uh, Well, absolutely. When I get back, we'll have Rob will be in our rotation, assuming he'll do it. I think he will. Uh, I love talking ball with Rob, and he's got great stories and all that, and his days as a beat writer, and he's the one that inspired. He told the story, the famous, if you're an old school baseball fan, the famous incident in Cincinnati between Lou Piniella and Rob Dibble was a rob parker creation uh so i'd love to get him on as far as frugality at fast food restaurants i don't eat too much fast food these days uh i'm not beyond uh beyond uh, some of the hacks Uh, you got any hacks right now i have a lot of old tricks that wouldn't work anymore any tricks at fast food restaurants danny that you want to share with the class
4: yeah i'll give you one for starbucks okay so i don't go there daily but i go there once in a while as a treat maybe once a week get a frappuccino some sort of sweet drink that also has caffeine in it Maybe like an iced latte caramel I like. But here's the thing. If you tell them I'd like some caramel drizzle in that, which is the best part of their sugary drinks, Uh they'll charge you an extra 60, 65 cents for that caramel. So what you do is order the drink the way it's supposed to come. And then when they're handing it to you, you just say, hey, would you mind putting some caramel drizzle on that? And nine out of 10 times, they say, oh, no problem. Take the top off, pour all that 70 cents of caramel in there, even though it doesn't really cost 70 cents. You're off to the races. I do that every time, Ben. And so I save a good 65 cents every time I'm at Starbucks.
3: All right. So you do the math on it. You go every week, once a week. Is that right? All right. Let me pull out the calculator. Hold on a sec here. Pull out the calculator. Do the math on this. you go every week during the course of the year. Is that, am I correct on that? So uh, there's 50. Me do the math here and see. I click on that. So there's 52 weeks. So and then uh, 65 uh, cents. So you end up uh, saving at the end of the 52 weeks. Boy, this is off. This is this math is off. So it's is it like uh, it can't be that much? How much is that? Do the math, Danny. My math is not right. So they
4: that, said there'd be no math on this show at 300 is that $300? $300, 300. Uh, no, that would be $34 a year. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> wow! Right. Hey, that's still pretty good for, you know, coffee. 34 bucks. That'll
3: buy you a quarter of a tank of gas.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash
1: with Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's dot com slash iHeart. What is next? Here? I got mail.
2: Yay! I got mail. Yay! Uh,
3: next up is Mike in Fullerton. He says, Ben, I was was not surprised to find out that you're afraid of alligators. It explains why you dislike alligators. Kyler Murray and his tiny alligator-like arm so much, what would be a harder pill for you to swallow? Kyler Murray being the Rams quarterback in the future or Jose Albuve playing for the Dodgers at some point? Well, come on. This is very straightforward here. Uh, It's as much as I love the goof on Kyler Murray, it is Albuve by a country mile. Because yeah. at that point in time, I, I was at game seven of the World Series. I was at the, the – I was very fortunate. I was able to go to the Dodger World Series games in 2017, games one and two, and then the final uh, couple home games they had uh, at Dodger Stadium. And so I was there. I was a witness. I saw it with my own eyes. And I, I was like, I get to be there when they win the World Series. Now, they did fi- finally win the World Series in 2020. I wasn't there, though. They won it in Arlington during COVID. I didn't get to go. So Jose Albuve – deprived me of a great life moment and experience that I could have had if they hadn't been cheating. We all know the Astros were much worse than the Dodgers. As a result, they were cheating, and they scored the same number of runs in that World Series as the Dodgers. So, capiche? All right, uh, let's keep going. Doug in Chicago writes, I'll be in Chicago. motherfucker. Uh, yeah, we'll- couple of days. Uh, since you're leaving us behind uh this coming week, what is your worst travel experience? Uh and he says this is for both you guys. Well, uh Doug, uh there's a many stories I've had over the years back when I used to travel a lot. And one of them actually does involve Chicago. I was stopping in Chicago on my way to New York, but I was flying into LaGuardia. There's no direct flights from the West coast to the East coast of LaGuardia. So you have to stop. So I stopped in Chicago and, uh, and I changed planes. I had a layover in Chicago, got on the plane. We left, we rolled away from the gate. This is in the mid nineties. We rolled away from the gate. And as we are waiting to take off, there is a lightning storm that hits the Chicago area. And we sat on that plane. It's like an hour and a half, two hour flight to New York from Chicago. It's not that long a flight. We sat on that plane for four hours, four hours in a lightning storm. Oh my, it was horrible. They changed the, they changed the rule. They're not allowed to do that anymore. I believe I don't think they could do that, but in those days they could. So that was That was terrible. I got stuck in an elevator at LAX. That was, that was interesting. What about you? Any travel nightmare stories, Danny G you want to share with the class here?
4: Yeah. I DJed a gig in my early twenties in Mexico uh, for somebody's wedding reception and it was beautiful. Ocean was beautiful. I didn't drink the water. I took everyone's advice. I drank bottled water, but it was hot. And during the party, I kept going into the restroom at the resort, splashing cold water on my face. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that water could get in your pores and get you sick.
3: Oh, no! Montezuma's Revenge. Don't they call
4: that uh, Montezuma's Revenge? I think that's uh, the term for it. It was horrible. I wound up in the ER when I got back to the States. So you, were, you had dysentery? Uh, it was bad. I had E. coli.
3: Wow, you Ooh. were fighting... The water supply in Mexico, when people come from Mexico to California or America and the water is normal, do they have a weird reaction to it because it's normal or what we think is normal or is, are they just fine?
4: That's a good question. But yeah, I had a two day stay at the hospital. You were on the IV. I'm a doctor. The medicine they gave me was heavy duty and they finally were able to get it out of my system. But It was something that affected me for like a month after the trip,
3: man. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's keep it going here. Who is next? We have a couple of quick questions. We'll get those on right now. Next. uh, We know how to play the soundbite. John in Northern Colorado says uh, he says original chips, Ahoy, Nutter butter or Oreo cookies. As an old school stoner, I go with chips, Ahoy. Well, as a recovering fat man, John, in Colorado, I go with Chips Ahoy also. Uh, Although the Nutter Butter, not bad. What about you, Danny? That's the big three right there. You got to make a choice. Go ahead.
4: They're all good choices, but I would go Oreo cookie here. Oh. And then a slight remix. This is in the kitchen right now. The lemon Oreo cookie.
3: Mm. Oh, those are the ones with the yellow on top? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I love those Chips Ahoy, though. That chocolate and the, the – oh, man, they're good. Although I make a better home cookie now. But back in the day, for convenience, you go in there, you can eat a whole sleeve of those Chips Ahoy. And uh, and now they have the, the, the bags. They've had the bags for a while, so that's good also. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll do a couple more quick ones here. Blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan, uh, Blind Emmett says uh, in Olympia – he says, how excited were you, been this week to know that uh, the, the person filling in for Garcia, uh, a Clipper fan? Oh, Monsi. Yeah, Monsi, the, the Clipper fan. What's wrong with your Clippers? Yeah, it's, it's always interesting when new people come to Fox Sports Radio and you have to – there's a feeling out process, Danny. You have to figure out if, uh, how the, it's all going to work. Um, but it's the first time in, like, forever it's not numb nuts. Brian Finley, who's yeah. normally the one that comes in and
4: fills in. so. And this one, if you fill her out, it goes to HR department. Oh, is that right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news about the home studio,
4: I do not have to worry about
3: that. Uh, do not have to worry about that kind of activity uh, at all. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, John in Relief, Kentucky, sent this weird email. He was very upset with people goofing on uh, Deshaun Watts, it sounds like John loves massages and and he's defending the massage. Uh, Matt in Rhode Island says he's not related to Paul or Joe in Rhode Island. He says Alf the alien opiner uh, posted something, so that's why he's writing in. He says, how would you guys prepare for the zombie apocalypse? Uh, Which the way things are going might have already happened. Uh, Well, that's easy, Matt. I now know how to prepare for the zombie apocalypse. You ready, Danny? Here's what you do. Buy a lot of toilet paper, water, and hand sanitizer. Bam, the big three. That's all you need. That's all you need. That is my final answer.
4: Yeah. What about you? Anything Anything there? Uh, no. Yeah, that and some Doritos.
3: All right. Uh, Heather in Houston says uh, she's not an Astro fan. She does live in Houston, though. What's the weirdest internet rabbit hole that you've been down? Uh, we don't have a lot of time to do that. Marble racing, I've done that. Uh, recently, since I'm going to Appleton, Wisconsin, the home of Harry Houdini, I've been watching Harry Houdini documentaries. Uh, I love this week in baseball, like weird crap. Like I spent several hours watching little clips on WC fields. Uh, and the, the only reason I did it is I, he has one of my favorite quotes of all time. WC fields. He's the guy, Danny, that said, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. And that is the <laughs> mantra of my career,
4: uh, right there.
3: A- any rabbit holes real quick, uh, Danny, that you want to.
4: Yeah. For me on YouTube, I'll watch a lot of classic music videos. Mm-hmm. And then like, for instance, I was watching LL cool J live performances last week. And then there's a band that I love incubus and I, probably watched every live performance that that band has ever done, including all their famous appearances on the Letterman show. Oh, that's cool. Old school. You you go back, you flash
3: back to, are you like me when I'm watching this week in baseball? I'm like, all right, how old was I? I probably watched this when I was like 12 years old and I'm like, what was my life like? What did I think my life was going to be like the rest of my life? What would 12 year old me think of what I'm doing
4: now? Like the whole
3: thing, all those uh, thoughts go through my head.
4: We got so excited when we were up early on those mornings watching that show and Tommy Lasorda would come out with the <laughs> genie hat thing that he wore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, whenever Pete Rose would be on there. I mean, these guys were larger than life to us as little kids. They were baseball gods. Yeah. So to see them on TV when we were little kids like that, yeah, it's, it's something – you can't really describe it or explain it. You just had to be there at that time in the 80s.
3: Yeah, for sure. And the whole thing with the fact we, we didn't have games on every night. You only saw the local teams. And so the only time as a kid I saw the
4: Toronto Blue Jays was on this week in baseball. There was this, this thing of mystery. And- yeah, yeah. I remember Mike Schmidt coming on an episode and teaching us how to hit the ball the right way. Oh, and well, we were- y- yeah. There was a guy, there was a
3: guy for the Minnesota twins named Frank Viola, this pitcher for the twins mm-hmm. in twib notes. He gave how to throw the circle change, like how to hold the ball. Yes. So then I threw the circle change in little league. I learned it. I probably could have blown my arm out
4: doing it, but uh, that the split fingered fastball, uh, that was awesome. It was great. Yeah. it's how every kid on the block was getting a leg up on the baseball competition. Absolutely.
3: All right. We got to get out of here. And again, next weekend, original podcast, amazing content. What do you got going on today, Danny? How can people follow you along?
4: Sunday afternoons mean the Covino and rich show a lot of fun on FSR with that show. And then right after that, the warm up for the Ben Maller show, Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier outstanding
3: and be safe. Have a great week this week. Don't forget about me. I'll be back. I'll be back. Listen to the show. Yep. Do you show. know who's filling in for you tonight? Do not know who's yeah. filling in, but I'm sure it'll be an amazingly talented talk to host who will do a <laughs> fine job. Support the time slot. Exactly. Cause I still get some credit for the time slot, even though I'm not there. So if, if all of a sudden people stop listening to the show, that'll help my ego, but it won't help. The company, so I I gotta look out for that, and so support the show. Have a great day. Have a wonderful uh, week, as I said, and we'll catch you next time on the the podcast. Have a great
4: trip. Eat a lot of pork rinds. (laughs) Yeah, right.
3: Deep dish pizza, Danny G. That's what I'm gonna be eating. Dip it in ranch. No, never.
0: Bye, Felicia. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride.